don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. This is Social Minds, the UK's first dedicated social media marketing podcast brought to you by Social Chain. I'm Theo. And I'm Eve. And each week we'll be joined by a host of progressive minds to learn the unique and innovative ways that social media is being used around the world. On this podcast, we'll be discussing the latest developments across social and what they mean for us all. And if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to get new episodes every week. This week on Social Minds. Don't take them for granted. Like, really nurture that relationship because it's not the same as Instagram. We were joined by a very special guest, our very own Charlie Perry, who is an audio executive here at Social Chain. Now, Charlie was instrumental in taking Pretty Little Things podcast, PLT, behind closed doors to number one in the podcasting charts. She also has her own podcast called Birthday Skin for all your skincare needs. Yes, podcasting has experienced a boom of epic proportions and especially in the last few months to a year, we have really seen a lot of new titles take off, including many from some brands and some of the brands that we work with. So we spoke to Charlie all about the mechanics of modern podcasts, what constitutes a podcast and where the success and the opportunities really lie in podcasting. Podcasting is so intimate that you really have to like nurture your listener. And so many people talk about Oh, I tune in because I feel like I'm just listening with my friends or I feel like I'm part of the conversation. And that is so special. All this and more coming up. Why is podcasting so popular now? And where does the value lie in starting one? That is such a big question. Um, They always are. (laughs) Yeah. Why is it so popular now? I think a lot of it is that you, podcasts have been around for so long Mm. and then all of a sudden it's just like, bam, they're here. And I think it's mostly just kind of come from the US because you've got the likes of like Joe Rogan and everyone that have been doing it for so long. And I think kind of the media types over here were like, oh yeah, well we have a radio show, let's just bang it out as a podcast. And um, I think people were kind of inspired by it and just decided like, if they could do it, we can do it too. Like iPhones automatically have the app installed, like people kind of knew what they were. Um, And I think starting off, there was always, like I said, that radio shows would put something out and it would either be the show or a little bit of extra stuff. And then as more and more people started doing it, the word kind of got out. And I think it's just blossomed really. Like it just seems to have come out of nowhere and it seems really accessible because it's you don't people don't have to like pay to have the content and it's kind of it's not just scrolling through Instagram and anything like that um but I think the value in having a podcast now is that you can give something like a voice Mm. and your conversation can literally be about anything which I think is really nice like sometimes a niche that is the better I think yeah um because you don't seem to get that elsewhere yeah definitely no um like you've just touched on, podcasting has been a while uh, around for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of changed forms a few times since then. Like when it first started, I think it was just called audio blogging. And like you said, yeah. people who um, had radio shows already have just sort of duplicated their audio content and made a podcast out of it, just mm-hmm. having a different channel to put it on. Yeah. But what would you say defines a podcast now? God, this is also a hard question. And I think it depends who's asking <laughs> because we can be like, oh yeah, well, obviously it's just like, I tend to, to like my family when I go back, they're like, what do you do again? And I'm like, here we go. They're like, what's a podcast? And I'm a bit like, I always explain it in the terms of it's like a radio show, 
but it's kind of like an audio book. So you can listen to it whenever you like, but it's a bit less scripted and a bit more chatty and it can mm. be about anything you want. And like, right, okay. And I'm like, but you can listen anywhere at any time. It's completely up to you. <laughs> um, but I think in, in terms of like what it actually is, essentially, I just think it's a, like a series of audio, not clips, but just audio files mm. that people enjoy listening to because it's informative or it's entertaining and the beauty of it is that you can get you can listen to so many of them and they don't need to take up that much of your attention mm. because you can do so many other things um but yeah it's I'd still try and explain it as like halfway between an audiobook and a radio show yeah I guess to be fair like it is hard to nail it down to just one thing because of the nature of podcasting it mm -hmm. can be um, like whatever you want like you said you can talk about whatever you really want to so yeah. whoever's making it I guess you can make it apply to yeah. them yeah exactly mm -hmm. I, was, I think I was reading ages ago a stat and it was uh, like an e-marketer survey of like uh, so many Americans and there's a lot of people out there I mean this was a couple of years ago who still didn't really understand what a podcast was yeah but I wonder if you know in this day and age like you can't not understand what a podcast is. I wonder if that's sort of like driven a lot of the growth, you know, older generations starting to wake up to it and being like, ah, oh, right, okay. Mm. Yeah, and I think a lot of like my friends who are my age are a bit like, oh, no, I don't listen to podcasts or no, I'm not that bothered. And I'm like, why? Like, yeah. why, why would you not? And I think the more people that make them that we like, so like Fern Cotton obviously started Happy Place. She mm. was obviously a really well-respected radio DJ, TV presenter. And then she was like, I'm going to do my own thing, which kind of goes back to like the media types that could do it mm -hmm. and thought, well, I've got a following. People are interested in what I have to say. And I think the more people that do that, the more people get more interested naturally because they have an audience there who maybe listen to podcasts and maybe don't, and they just tend to discover them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That. I find it weird. I feel like with podcasting, maybe slightly less so now since it's gotten more popular. But when I first started hearing about podcasts, there'd be the people who were absolutely obsessed with podcasts and be like, oh, my God, you have to listen to this. You have to get involved. And then people on the flip side who were like, no, don't yeah, really, don't really go yeah, there like, at yeah. all. Yeah. But I think more people are waking up to it now. Yeah. Um, so, so what would you say are the benefits of starting a podcast? Like, Is it just for... Um, like boosting awareness or is it to sort of diversify to a different channel or is it something different? I think it, it heavily depends on the reason why you would want to start one in the first place. Um, it's really nice to be able to have a platform where for a brand you can give your brand a voice who might be an online shop or might be, I don't know, somebody that necessarily you wouldn't need to speak to. You just kind of buy the product and you just get it. It's mm -hmm. nice to give it a voice and it's nice to kind of create a community. Um, but also it's really nice to be able to, if you've got a passion about something and you want to say it, some people maybe feel it's easier to speak about it than write a blog. And it kind of did, like we've, we know that YouTube kind of went mad and it kind of slowly dies off. Bloggers was mad and like it, people mm. still blog, but it's maybe people not People don't read so them much as much same. anymore though. Yeah, no, it kind yeah. of got rid of that whole long form um, yeah. like angle, yeah. didn't it? When company blogs started yeah. to go downhill and it's still nice to like read really well written blogs but I think people can't get away with just writing down their thoughts now yeah um but like I said it's really nice to be able to go somewhere and say this is what this is what this is what I'm talking about this is why I want to talk to you about it this is what I'm passionate about and it doesn't necessarily have to cost anything it doesn't cost you listener anything and it's it's sometimes I don't know if it's because it's 
moving to a different platform because people don't just scroll through a podcast app just mm. to be entertained. Like mm. people go to the podcast app because they want to listen to something. Yeah. And if you're saying something that they want to hear, then why would they not listen? Yeah, definitely. Would you say that's, that's been an issue that they've ironed out now? Because I know there was always a uh, podcast. It was, the, the thing was always discoverability. So... If it's not there, you don't know what you're looking yeah, for, if you know what I mean. I think it comes down it comes down to like the whole I know that Netflix for podcasts is being banded about like left, right, and centre at the minute, but essentially all that means is making things more discoverable because we all know that Netflix is like, you've seen this or you enjoyed this, so watch this. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, you'll obviously every time they bring out something new, they'll want to push it. But also like I find it quite fascinating going to my friends and putting their Netflix on because I'm like, oh, I've not seen that. I want to I want to know what that is. Mm. Um, and I think it is just a case of making it not Netflix, but just trying to make it less about where you rank and more about finding something that you would really enjoy listening to. Yeah. Mm. Because there's mm. like half a million podcasts on Apple Podcasts, but there's only like 10 spaces in the overall charts and then 10 spaces in your category. So like, I don't know, I part of me kind of feels like I really I love to hate the charts because yeah. it's so easy to just find something if you're just like oh yeah fine but I don't also like I don't weigh like everything yeah. through that um so yeah I think it can I feel like we're in a movement where it's going to iron out that whole problem but I don't think we've got there yet I just think it's quite be, exciting it's a numbers game isn't there's, it there's something to be yeah. said for like, like you were saying then niching down for instance so yeah. you know because the way I sort of see podcasts, and you know, obviously been around since uh, 2002 and even before that, mm-hmm. it's probably like uh, a lot of the stars have made their big ones now. And then, you know, you look for those niches, I suppose, and I suppose they're more pre- prevalent now where yeah. it was the Ricky Gervais show. It's now uh, gardening and crime show wrapped yeah. into one. Mm. But that's, I, I really like that. And I think... <laughs> I'd like, to be fair, I'd like to listen to that podcast just trials. to say that, yeah. <laughs> We've done it with the pitchfork <laughs> in the greenhouse. Um, no, I completely, like, I sometimes feel frustrated when I read a description and it's like, we talk about love and relationships and fashion and beauty and everything in between. Because I'm like... I would rather you pick one thing mm-hmm. that you are so passionate about that I know what I'm going to get mm. because then I'm a bit like, will I enjoy this? Because do I really care that much about beauty the same I do as relationships? Yeah. Like I care about all of those things, but I think I would rather just focus on one. Yeah. Um, and I think I really do think niche is a really like strong way to go when it comes yeah. to podcasting. I feel like people sometimes... Um, play it safe in that regard yeah. like they'll they'll start off really broad because they maybe don't know what they want to say yet or what their audience might be interested yeah. in because for many like it might be a new audience that they haven't quite figured out yet but I think like even going off from our experience doing social minds that like, you'd be surprised how much you can talk about one thing oh my god in yeah. depth yeah and like as things change like naturally you you will sit and be like oh my God, what are we going to talk about? Like, Mm. I'm the same with my podcast. So I have one with a colleague here and I'm a bit like, well, yeah, what what do I talk about in three months time? And then you just think you can't stress about it too much because things will come around. And naturally, if it's your interest, you will know about it. And Mm. I think that's what's really nice about podcasts, that it can be so niche. And I genuinely believe that the best podcasts are where the conversations are already being had and you kind of, you don't feel like you're forcing anything. You can just go in there and say something obviously not like completely unscripted you need to know what you're going to say but it's nice to just be relaxed in it and just know that what you're saying is 
valued by somebody somewhere. Mm. For, yeah. for people who want to start, a, who, who will be listening to this and, you know, they'll have had in the back of their head, I want to start a podcast, I need mm -hmm. to do it. How do you sort of, uh, one, how do you measure success? And two, would you say there's a sort of dark art behind it now? Because it seems like yeah. it's not just, uh, you know, a case of, we keep saying it's not just a case of just doing one. Yeah. There's all sorts mm. of factors and as oh, it gets God. more complicated and algorithmic. Yeah. And it's very like... Someone's like, I want to do a podcast. So you sit down with them and they're like, right, if you thought of this, if you thought of this, if you thought of this, this and this, and they're like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I have out. now. And then suddenly it just feels like a sense of impending doom. Like, oh my God, I can't do it. But it's, it is one of those things where you do have to be like, this is what the idea is. This is the thumbnail. This is the music. This is the structure of it. This is what people can expect. And then you can start getting into how you're going to market it and how you're going to get people to mm. listen to mm. it. Um, but in terms of how you measure success and kind of like you were saying, it's like the dark, it's like sometimes you feel about like a bit of a mere mortal. You're like, oh God, I don't know how it works. I'm just going to have to go in a bit of a stab in the dark. But then as you kind of, obviously I, I research podcasts all the time anyway. It's my job and it's my passion. So I'm constantly reading all the newsletters and all the articles about it anyway. So it, it gets to the point where, you start to pick things up and you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's obviously why that's not happening or maybe we should try and do this kind of thing. Um, but I think it, a lot of people are focusing on um, downloads and that's great because obviously it shows you how many people are like interested in your podcast in a very like easy way to understand. Mm. But also I think it's really important that people know that a download doesn't mean you have a listener. Yeah. And if you have, um, so I have an iPhone, I listen to Apple Podcasts. If I'm subscribed to, um, I really like Jesse Ware's podcast, for instance, that will automatically download because I'm a regular listener and my phone knows that that's what I like. But it doesn't actually mean that I've listened to it, except I would be counted as a downloader. Mm. So I think it's, and then I also think there's a bit, um, there's murky water around how different um hosting servers and things would count a download with a listener and what they call them. Yeah. So it can get a bit confused and a bit like yeah, that's it just it, gets a bit it, strange. Several platforms, isn't there, that you can be on. So I'm sure they all have their own nuances and yeah, different rules. That's it. And I think um in terms of making if you want to monetize podcast especially, retention rate is so important. And I think Another thing is we say retention rate is important because, you know, if people listen to the end and you can, it's a really good way of tracking the point in which maybe your listeners drop off or where mm. they go back to listen to um, as somebody who creates a podcast. But also Apple, I found out recently, only provide the stats um, in terms of the retention rate and the podcast connect um, that the listener has agreed to share. So like when you download an app or when you download something, mm. you'll tick a box and you don't really know what you're ticking. But if someone didn't tick it, then you don't get their information. Mm, so um, you might say, see on your hosting server that you've got hundreds of thousands of downloads, say, but then yeah, Apple podcast is obviously only showing Apple for starters, but then is only showing the people that listen through Apple that have allowed you to receive their mm. data. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's something I found out recently. And it does kind of weigh up a little bit. So you do have to just say like, look, this isn't the be end of it all, the be all and end all of it all, but it's really helpful to know. And I really think we, we really need to focus on retention mm. because you could have a podcast that's getting loads of downloads or loads of listens and that kind of thing, but you get in like a 40% retention rate mm. is no one's getting to the end really. I feel like that's one of the 
benefits that's come along of podcasting, isn't it? And that's what we've, uh, you know, obviously through Cash Chain and, and speaking to brands, you know, we advise brands to start podcasts now mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah. you know, and say about how to do it. But it seems to be when compared to social, people are prepared to listen for a lot longer than, you know, yeah. to say watch a one minute, two minute, three minute video. Yeah. You know, you've got people listening to 30 minutes, ours are about 45 minutes, Yeah. sometimes hours. Yeah. yeah. Well, naturally, you can do so many things while you listen to a podcast. Yeah. Like people really find their comfort zone with them. And I really like that because, like I said, you're not, you don't go to the podcast app of your choice to scroll and be entertained. Like you go there for a reason. Yeah. And if you see something on social, it's still really difficult to get somebody to go from a post on Instagram to the link in bio to wherever they want to listen yeah for them to then consume it. So I like that people can be like, yeah, I like it when I run. I like it when I clean, yeah. cook, That's commute. the thing. I always think if you're like scrolling on social, it's taking up all your attention. Yeah. Because you're just, you're looking at the screen, aren't you? You're scrolling mm -hmm. with it and, and you're paying yeah. attention that way. But if you're listening to something naturally, you can listen and do yeah. a whole mm -hmm. multitude of, yeah. um, of other things. Um, going back to the retention rate. So obviously, if that's at the marker of success, how would you advise people starting a podcast or brands starting a podcast to make sure that is as high as possible? Like, um, do things like production quality or like audio quality uh, matter? Or, or is yeah. it purely um, what, what you're talking about? I think it heavily depends on mostly what you're talking about, because if you get, I've noticed that with mine and Amy's podcast, Birthday Skin, towards the end, if we, if we say, I think that's, that's it for this week, the amount of people that drop off at the point that we say that is unbelievable. So mm. we're like, never say that, just don't say it. Because then like, we often will, the nature of our podcast is that we have a bit of a laugh and we mess around for a while and then we get to the nitty gritty and then maybe we'll tell another little anecdote at the end because the nature of it is that we're just very lighthearted with it. Yeah. But if we get to the end of the skincare stuff and say, oh, I think that's pretty much it this week, this week aims, then people will drop off and they don't hear the end of it yeah. or something like that. And mm. it's a bit like, oh man. Because so like you is... learn through that kind of thing. It's we we do the same sometimes, don't we? It's rare that you'll say, "Oh, like this is uh, like enough for this week yeah, or whatever." Yeah. And then there's always a bit of like, not preamble, postamble, I guess. Yeah, after that, yeah, like yeah. before yeah, you, and yeah, the, yeah, you might finished. miss like a valuable message because yeah. sometimes we'll be like, "Oh, we forgot to say this." Or, that's yeah, it, that's, it. that's it. But I think it's re going back to the point about audio quality. I think if if you want to start a podcast as like an individual who has a passion or who has something to say and they don't know how else they might say it or they just want to do podcasting, um, I think it's important to focus on obviously making it sound okay, acceptable yeah. because people will comment. And I sometimes read reviews. If I listen to something, being in my role and also having a podcast, like from both points of view, I'm a bit like, am I being really picky listening to this and thinking that it's a bit off? Yeah. And then I'll go to the reviews and be like, they just need to up the sound quality. And I'm like, okay, people that maybe aren't audio execs or don't make podcasts are noticing that it's not great. Yeah. So I think to start with, you want to start it and you want to really hone it. And also like you always re-record the first few apps, like don't get so down about it if you don't, if it's not perfect, mm. but just make sure that it's of a good quality. Yeah. And then as down the line, as you build and as you grow, you can then get better microphones or you can get better editing um, software and stuff like that. So it is important. Mm. I really do think it is. But if so long as it's like comfortable for someone to listen to yeah. and they can understand what you're saying, then 
people see past it. Yeah, I think it makes a difference. I think just people there's um, yeah. like not just podcasting, like the quality of all like video media that we're used to now has gotten yeah. so good. Yeah. That yeah. If it is anything less than, it's like how I imagine, you know, like when you were younger, I'm a bit less snobby about it now, but when you were younger and your mum and dad would try and show you a black and white movie. Yeah. Oh my God, like, I still oh like God, it. It's so hard to watch because yeah. it's so old. Like, I still like, like that. Yeah, like, you, still, you get used to a certain quality of life and when it's anything less than that, you're just like, yeah. oh, yeah. it's hard. It, it, it strikes me that uh, podcasting has definitely gotten more sleeker and more professional in that sense. It seems yeah. like there's less places to hide if you want to be yeah. successful, whereas, you know, we can all remember... I remember listening to podcasts in 2005 and then being a bit scratchy and a little bit yeah. kind of sound like pirate radio stations yeah. almost. I do time. really like the nature of the fact that it's just less produced than like radio or something mm. like that. Yeah. Because I come from a radio background and although it's like I enjoyed it, it was just a bit like I want to do something different. And there's so many rules like don't do this, don't do that, must do this, keep it to this length. Um, never say this, never say that. Mm. And with podcasting, you can just be so much more relaxed with it. Mm. And, and like I said, it's it's kind of the nature of the beast in that some podcasts will be scripted and some of them will maybe take more of an audio style, book style format. Mm. But you, sometimes you can just be a bit more like, oh, I stumbled on my words. It doesn't necessarily matter. Mm. Or I said this and like, it's fine. Like you wouldn't say it on the radio, but you can say it on a podcast. Yeah, definitely. Going um, going back to what makes a successful podcast, I know there is like some debate around maybe let's call it their version of vanity metrics around downloads and things like mm -hmm. that. But there's no hiding from the fact that if you're starting a podcast, um, you're going to want to get in the charts at some point for your yeah, category. Course, yeah. So how do you go about doing that? So it's like we were saying earlier, it really That's is like murky water. Yeah, but it's essentially... The only, I I want to say that only, I might be wrong because I use Apple Podcasts and I'm familiar with other apps, but the only big player in the game that uses charts is Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And I think it's something like in um, Asia, Androids have the majority, um, There's sorry, the, the most people have Androids rather mm. than Apple phones. So you have to remember that that's still a really big market and they don't get access to that. So for Apple Podcasts specifically, if you want to get in the charts, it's not just listens, it's attention as well. So reviews are massive. Um, subscribers, I'm not sure how much of a deal breaker that is, but I know reviews is a big one. Yeah. Um, and then obviously listens as well. So if you can get all of those three things in a short space of time, um, then you're onto a winner and you'll just naturally climb. Um, we noticed that we received a really nice tweet from on, birth, on behalf of Birthday Skin. And it was just from this girl that found us and she just put it out to her followers. And I really like this podcast and she tagged us. Yeah, and, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It got loads of favourites and for our standard anyway. And um, we were like, oh God, this is weird. And we replied like, thank you so much. And then we noticed that we climbed so many spaces because so many people were just like oh yeah I'll go and have a listen I'll, I'll go see what it was mm. like but we That's climbed like rush of attention yeah like it just we probably didn't get that many reviews off the back of it but just the attention to it pushed us up mm. so if we'd have managed to get all those people to review it would have gone right up to the top yeah. and that was nowhere near release day because obviously naturally I think it's 48 hours is like the capsule where you really want to make a difference yeah. on from release yeah which I guess is why like promotion and like marketing the podcast effectively is so yeah. important as well mm. yeah mm. yeah that's it I do kind of another thing I do like about podcasting is that you don't necessarily 
know, you don't know your subscribers because there's so many different apps that you can use that it's hard to add them all up even if they gave you a number. Um, but I just like that if somebody wants to reveal what their stats are, then they can, but it's not necessarily like out in the public. Yeah. Because it's kind of the steps that Instagram are taking towards like making the follower account smaller so yeah. it's less obvious or wiping it completely. Because I know that, was it Instagram that was talking about getting mm. rid of it? Yeah. Mm. Which is mm. devastating and, and for Twitter, people. Yeah. yeah. yeah, that yeah. Spent so long building it. Yeah. But also it kind of comes back to this whole Netflix for podcasting thing where it's about discoverability. Like, yeah. it, does it really matter how many subscribers or followers you've got when if somebody likes your content, if they saw you had 100 followers and somebody else was doing something similar with 100,000, naturally you do push yourself towards the bigger yeah. follower account. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other one might actually be something that you're interested in Yeah, more. exactly. Which is why I think I feel like a bit of vengeance towards the charts. <laughs> it makes sense though I know they say that you should never do anything for the money as an individual but mm -hmm. can you talk us through the monetization opportunities there yeah because um, I don't know, care about money but how do you monetize yeah, well, it, well it's it. obviously I read a stat this morning that said uh 85% of yeah. advertisers are going to be increasing their investment in audio therefore podcasts I read that, yeah. yeah so yeah it's it's a bit of a funny one and it's it's so easy to just Google how to monetize my podcast um, because people just naturally do that. They just go to Google. But it shows up mostly like US results in the yeah. UK. So it's like the CPM basis where I think it's something like it's between like $18 and $25 or $18 and $30 for pre-roll, post-roll, mid-roll. I don't know the specifics of it, but it's like say you've got a mid-roll at twenty dollars you would have you would have to get a thousand listeners to that to earn twenty dollars that is a lot of people for a very little amount of money mm. and you would have to be getting hundreds of thousands of listeners to be making like significant money off the back of that ad or yeah. that episode so and that's all done programmatically is it or um, is that you scheduling yourself yeah, well, it's I don't know. It's I'm not entirely it's sure. Area, it's yeah. a, it is a bit of a grey area. They do have programmatic ones, and then like some people do it like um like a Patreon and pick their oh, own sponsors. Yeah, yeah. like shout outs. Awesome. Yeah, and I think the price of the ad is different whether it's a live read or whether it's just mm. static or dynamic and just kind of shoved in there. Um, but, but what's your attitude to that then? Because it strikes me that just as you're watching a. YouTube video, it can kind of disrupt the, I suspect even more so a natural conversation. It's sort yeah. of like, whoa, you know, yeah. a yeah, bit it, intrusive, it, it kind of go back yeah. on the, the point, I'd say. My personal pet hate is when I'm, li I've listened to a few podcasts now and I kind of expect it because I'm subscribed and I listen time and time again, but you will literally get somebody speaking and then halfway through a word, not even a sentence, it will just bang an ad in there. Mm. And then, mm. so if they're saying speaking, it'd be like speak, drop an ad. And then after that, I finish it like ing of blah, blah, blah. Oh, really and I'm just annoying. like, that is so intrusive. And podcasting is so intimate that you really have to like nurture your listener because mm. they are there for a reason, like we said a million times. They're not there just to scroll through and for five minutes. They're there because they want to be there. And you really have to just trust that relationship that you're building with them because it is so intimate. Mm. And so many people mm. talk about, Oh, I tune in because I feel like I'm just listening with my friends or I feel like I'm part of the conversation. Yeah. And that is so special. Like that is hard to do. Yeah. And people just 
seem to do it with podcasting. Yeah, definitely. Imagine if, like, if, you, if you put it in that situation and you're in a room talking to your mates and like a human order. version of an advert walks in and it's yeah, like, excuse, me, yeah. excuse me, I've got something to say. Have you, oh have you, seen, have you seen these new armchairs? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're half price and you'd be like, who are you? Go away. Code. Right, we're talking here. Which, yeah. which is what we've been saying what it is. to, yeah. which is what our, you know, again, to bring up brands and branded podcasts, you know, that's been our argument, hasn't it? It's like, mm-hmm. don't... Yeah sort of butt in the conversation, lead the conversation, start yeah, your exactly. own. Yeah, exactly. The you value know. is like being the, the the podcaster, not the person who interrupts exactly. the, the podcast. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But I think there are, going back to like monetizing, I think there is this whole CPM thing, which is what, how UK radio works mm. here. Mm. Um, but obviously you're getting a lot of listeners through like national radio. But it's, it's there's so much you can do with podcasting now you can have your pre-roll your mid-roll your post-roll you can obviously have your dynamic ads you can have live red ads but there's also stuff like you can advertise through instagram you can advertise through everything that you use to market that podcast that's also the audience that you've created because Mm. you wouldn't be marketing it marketing it to an account with no following so there's there's just so many avenues you can take it and you can put it into a wider campaign and it's just it's not all about the cpm and it's not people's fault for Googling it and, and being like, yeah, this is how it works. Mm, but mm. also there's so much value in um, like micro influencers and that kind of thing that, yeah, they might not have hundreds of thousands of like millions of followers, but they've got such an engaged mm. audience that they actually really trust what these people say mm. because they've not got millions of followers. Yeah. Yeah. So you also word have to respect well, yeah word of mouth is such a big thing in podcasting so if if someone's saying oh this is amazing they obviously have been impacted by it and they really want to tell someone about it that's really hard to achieve as well so if you're getting that and you don't have many followers and you've got a really high retention rate people are buying products that you're talking about that is worth so much and maybe people aren't getting 2000 listens on an episode but they're getting really really engaged listeners and I think if somebody came along they're like, I'm going to pay £10 for this ad and you'd be like well I'm, I'm not even getting a thousand listens so you're not actually going to pay me mm, for it so mm. like I, I just think there's something that needs to change in that space. Seems like there's a bigger picture at yeah. bay here. Do you see podcasting is almost becoming as prevalent as influencer marketing perhaps 100%. given what you're saying? Yeah and there's so many influencers that are reaching out to podcasting now and I think that's great but it is the whole thing of like, don't just do it for the sake of doing it. Make sure that you like really hone down what you want to achieve. And it's not unusual for a brand to not want to do what people would expect them to do. I really respect that a brand might want to take it in a different direction and be like, this is my company. This is the voice that we aim for. How do we get it in a podcast? Mm. And maybe it's not doing what they're like day-to-day job is. Maybe they mm. want to speak about something completely different because that's also really interesting. Um, it allows you to do that, doesn't it? It gives you a yeah. new sort of authority, mm. it seems, to take a break from, yeah. you know, selling yeah. whatever it's you're like selling. It's related, yeah. but also like distant. It's, you always use Turtle Bay's podcast as an example, don't you? Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of the Turtle Bay podcast. Yeah. And um, it's basically a, uh, a reggae podcast uh, that they've been doing for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, immediately after listening to it, I felt it was some sort of affinity yeah, to um, yeah. to the brand. Like the link is there, but they're of, not yeah. talking about, like, their recipes or they're not talking about, like, their new restaurant. No, it's, it's, not, it's not sales yeah. exactly. It's, it's yeah. got that connection in, like, the roots of where the company came from. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they know that people care about that. 
but it's 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 not like heavy on the sales. Yeah, but do you not think that that's such a shame that like people might not even discover that because like you obviously love it so much that you tell people about it, yeah, yeah. but like it's not getting on the top ten of all categories in iTunes yeah. like yeah. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Sorry, they definitely don't want to be called iTunes anymore. <laughs> We've got so many emails. Apple that. Podcasts, yeah. Um, but like somebody who loves reggae music might just be like, oh, well, there's no podcast about that. Like yeah. I don't really listen to podcasts. I just listen to reggae music. Yeah. But then. Yeah they go to Apple Podcasts and it's not in the top 10 and yeah. they have to go searching for themselves. Mm. Wouldn't it be so nice if it was just like, oh, you've listened to this, yeah. you're probably going to like this. Yeah, or, definitely. like, I love Annie Mack and she just brought out a podcast. But yeah, I think it has been in the top 10, but whenever it's been launched. So if I've missed it, then I'd, people that love it might just have mm. not seen it. Do you think then that, say, that's an argument in itself for, for marketing your podcast via social because you can do that like so like such specific targeting yeah exactly it definitely is and I think in terms of social as well it's not necessarily just um pushing it and be like oh we've got an episode because there's so many people that could just flick past that or whatever you can do sponsored ads and that kind of thing but also it's a really nice way to like engage with people and have a conversation with them mm. like me and Amy have made so many friends just through Instagram yeah, that will always message <laughs> yeah and they're like oh my god I love that oh I love this or can I have some more advice on this that or the other and we're like yeah of course we're more than happy to give it to you yeah, nice. but then it's also like we make friends and then they want to tell people about you because they feel like you were saying they have like a bit of an affinity yeah, to you yeah. and they'll leave a review and they're like, they just want to do it to push you. But also it's really nice to grow relationships with brands there. And then you can get interviews off the back of them and you can book guests and you can see how you can work together on something in, in your podcast. And mm. I think it doesn't just stop at, here's our podcast, go and listen to it. Um but yeah, it just, it depends as well. It's the whole following thing that like naturally, if you're an influencer with a million followers, you've all automatically got a million people or a percentage of that following that will want to hear what you've got to yeah. say. Um, but again, it just comes down to making sure that what they're creating is really good because you could make something theoretically <laughs> really bad and then just get people to review it and listen to it for just one episode and it'll just get to the top of the charts. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's going back to the whole sort of growth hacking culture yeah. I think with yeah. social, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I mean, I, I won't name said brand, but I know you, you, you've worked with brands before and you've, you know, taken them to the top of the charts, you mm -hmm. know, so to speak. Yeah. And the thing that I get from that more than anything is that sort of a uh, kind of... Um, Democratization. Uh, that people. It seems like people. We we always talk about brands and people wanting to align closer. Mm -hmm. And this seems like you know the perfect opportunity for personalization yeah. for you know people really getting behind brands and what they've got to say and then you know coming across in quite a genuine and authentic way yeah and I think it's very easy to come across as not being very authentic as well though because you really do have to focus on creating something that sit down and figure out what your audience is what they like and like you were saying with the turtle bay one if you're not going to do food and recipes and that kind of thing mm figure out what they would want to hear from, like who they'd want to hear from and what they would want to hear from that podcast mm. before you kind of go in like a bull in a china shop type yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's it's definitely like, it's really easy to give someone an authentic voice if that is what your voice is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also very easy to kind of come across as we're just jumping on the bandwagon because everyone's doing podcasts. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a worry that obviously right now is the, the time to make one. Like it's been likened to how YouTube was in 2009 when everyone started making channels yeah. and like look at people who were the first to do that now. Like they're yeah. super, super rich and stuff. But yeah. obviously 
um, the opportunity is massive. But yeah, is, is there a worry that people will just try and like jump in without maybe thinking it through? Like you said earlier, there's there is so much to consider that you might not mm-hmm. first think. Like they might just try and set up a microphone and, and do it. And yeah, I mean, there is a podcast that I've listened to recently, and I'm not going to name it because I do actually really like the content. But it was put out and the trailer was put out, sorry. And I read the description for it and I was like, oh, man, I'm so excited for this. Can't wait. And then I listened to it and I was like, this is absolutely not what you sold it to me as. And I really like you. So I'm going to listen and I'm going to stick with it. But I'm like, I'm not. I don't know why you've tried to do it this way. You could have just done it in a slightly different way with the same audio file and people would have been like, oh, yeah, that's what I expected it to be. Mm. And I went and like I was saying, I, sometimes I'm like, am I being picky? Like, because I know that how it should have been done or how I would do it differently. And then I went to reviews and everyone was saying the same thing. And I was like, the link was far too tenuous, but it didn't have to be. Um, but there's always the risk that people just aren't going to put thought into it. And they're just like, we need to do it. We need to get it out next week. And this is it. Like, mm. enjoy. Mm. And mm. it would be way more beneficial if you just really take your time to really hone what you want to do. Um, but I think, I don't think there's a bad like reason like why people want to start a podcast like obviously it's popular and everything but just take your time and really yeah. like focus on what message you want to put across with it because people listen mm. I think that's the weird thing like like obviously I produce podcasts here at, at social chain but I make my own and the weirdest thing is when someone comes to me in person they're like oh my god I can't believe that story you're telling me about and I was like Oh, I thought that was just a passing comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's staying, it's, it's there for God now. But this God is damn. it, isn't it? It seems like, you know, podcasting, um, and I'm sure we can say, you know, the PLT one that we do, you know, behind closed doors, mm-hmm. um, is given people a vehicle to be more candid and yeah. sort of, you know, step away from their That's Instagram it. self and take the handbrake off. And, you know, right now we, we, yeah. we can speak openly and freely, can't we? Yeah, it's, it's very been so well thought through as well. That, like the whole, it goes with the influencer strategy so well. Yeah. It's yeah. like, obviously, like credit to you, Charlie, the production and distribution has been brilliant mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Like, it, like it all really matters. Yeah, and I think that's it. That's why we, we did what we did with them because they're a fashion brand. They're a fast fashion brand, a fast fashion brand. And fast fashion is getting a lot of stick right now. Mm. And they were a bit like, well, yeah, they are, but we're doing our best to stop that. We're changing this, that and the other within the business. And mm. this is how we see it going forward. But let's talk to the people that are, well, let's speak to the people that our customers are interested in. And let's have those conversations where sometimes with influencers, there's a lot of beef that goes on mm. and that kind of thing. And they wouldn't put it on their page because maybe it looks a bit bitchy or maybe it just doesn't need to be said mm. or yeah. maybe it would make someone look bad. But having a, a chat with somebody who is t- who is part of PLT but is not directly involved in that individual and their life, it's really nice just to sit down and just find out about them yeah. away yeah. from Instagram and away from everything and just get to know them. Yeah. Um, and that's what I mean in terms of really think through what, what voice you want your brand to have and just think about it in terms of you don't have to just go with what the company is yeah. really just concentrate so on making a good podcast you've got other channels haven't you you've got your website you've got your yeah. out of home marketing you've got your social marketing yeah. you know yeah. you've got your Facebook Instagram Twitter yeah. like yeah. this this doesn't have to be an amalgamation of all that does it or copy yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely I mean, they got to number one, so. Yeah, yeah. well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you haven't listened to it yet, please please do, because yeah, it is it's a, it's a really fantastic good. podcast. And, you know, even if I say so myself. And um, 
What I want to know is um, we talk about a kind of sort of a theme that's cropping up a lot for us at the moment is this uh, this first mover advantage. Now I know. Mm-hmm. You, Maybe there's something to be said for not calling it a first move advantage for everybody, but I know mm-hmm. brands specifically mm-hmm. um, at the moment, you know, anybody can start a podcast in 10 years' time, mm-hmm. but it strikes me that there's a small window at the moment to start a podcast Yeah. if in 10 years' time you want to be in that, or five years' time yeah. or whatever, you yeah. want to be in that untouchable position, Yeah. like, say, Zoella was when she started a you know, yeah. YouTube channel in 2009. Mm-hmm who, you know, who can really get close to these people now. Yeah. Do, you, do you sort of agree with that? Yeah, I think there is. I think naturally there always is that kind of thing. And it's like when, uh, like, the Alexas came out and that kind of thing, the skills, like, if you had a really solid skill, there weren't many on there. So yeah. it's a bit like, oh, we'll do it. And the App Store, when that was a thing, there weren't many apps on there. Whereas now you're kind of scrolling mm. through a million apps just to find one all about the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there is that. And it's kind of like WhatsApp. I'm sure there's plenty of WhatsApps. It's like Tinder. You've got all these different apps doing a very similar thing in, in a slightly different way that whoever's using it obviously like likes that for a reason. But I think the one thing that people really, really genuinely don't take consideration um, for when creating a podcast is it is such a massive commitment. It sounds like it's just a one hour thing a week or it's it's kind of 25 minutes or whatever. But the amount of like planning that needs to go into it, like you're saying, all the thought beforehand and then planning the next episode while you're trying to edit the last episode, while you're trying to plan what you want it to do in the future. And it explains why so many people do series because sometimes you just need a break. Yeah. Like it is such a massive commitment and it's, People just kind of overlook yeah. that. That's why a lot um, of people work a few weeks in advance as well. So you're not always yeah. like rushing to like Don't get the next one out. God, yeah. that would be my number one piece of advice. Just yeah. if you want to make a podcast, just do your best to not chase your tail. Because once you get into that habit, it's really hard to break it. Yeah. And it feels so good when you've got a few like behind you and you're yeah. just like, oh my God, I don't need to stress for a month now. Like I can concentrate on what I'm doing then and and that kind of thing. And naturally, if you're worrying about, oh God, it's it's going out on Wednesday and it's Monday now, I need to quickly do it. You're focusing on that episode. Yeah. And then once you've got that out, you're focusing on the next episode and you're not necessarily focusing on the growth and what people are thinking about yeah, it and you what you might change because you just need to churn it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one thing I would say is that there is definitely like a first person or first mover advantage or whatever um, because there is with everything. Um but again, just make sure you're making something that's really sick and that you know what you're getting yourself into when you start doing it. Yeah. And it's because it's podcasting, you can, it's not a radio show where you have to be on air at three and then you have to be off at a certain time and the news has to go in at this time and your adverts are at this mm. time. You mm. can just say, look, we're going to have a couple of weeks holiday because we're both going on holiday or whatever. Mm. Like me and Amy have done it and people have been fine with it, but then people are excited for you to come back and yeah. that's always really nice. Mm. Yeah. Because it helps because yeah. you subscribe as well. Like I'll get notified for the ones that yeah. I follow. Yeah. Like, um, I think it was Katie Leeson's podcast. I think she took a break for like two weeks while she was away. Sure. Yeah. And sure. then, yeah, as soon as she came back, there's a like, notification. Oh, yeah, there. so, so you can't really forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. But let people know, because if I can speak from experience, I've, I've liked episodes and stuff that I've listened to before for the different podcasts. Yeah. And there's been a break of a few months. Oh, God. Every oh, week I'm really sort of like, where, where is it? Where is it? Where is, is it? And then it sort of like, it suddenly like, pops up and I'm like, yeah. okay, right. Okay, the In 10 minutes, they're going to say, oh, sorry about this. What happened was, yeah. And then I said, nothing. I'm Yeah. I want to do more. <laughs> Turtle yeah. Bay, if you're listening, I want more Turtle Bay podcasts <laughs> oh. because that's uh, 
We're running on Jamaican time a little bit, so <laughs> it comes a few, a bit, few, and, few and far between. Get them uh, in, man. They, yeah. can be, they can be the next client. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but that's it. Like, just be like, if people like your podcast, like, that's really impressive that people want to hear it. Like, yeah. don't take them for granted. Like, really nurture that relationship because it's not the same as an Instagram follow. It's not no. the same no. as a Facebook like. It's not the same as half of the things because the nature of it is so different. Just, yeah. like, really take care of it. Like, it's like a little baby. Something to yeah. be said for that kind of fandom, isn't it? Because, you know, Really maybe, maybe to an extent YouTube yeah. fans, but how many places are, you know, especially for a brand, are you going to go back to that brand to see if they've put out yeah, a video exactly. or an ad or, yeah, you know, exactly. it's sort of like... Apparently um, podcast listeners, podcast listeners apparently are really affluent, educated um, and really willing to invest in brands that they care about. Wow. Well, so like yeah, I know. God. <laughs> and that's just these two. No. <laughs> no, but like you can see the value of someone's that invested in something. Like, of course, they're going to yeah. be willing to, um, you know, it's, it's give and take, isn't it? Like yeah. you give them value, they'll give you results and, yeah. and vice versa. One thing I would say very quickly is that one good thing about starting a podcast now is that there's so many US listeners that if you market it right and your podcast is relevant to a US audience as well as a UK one, you've automatically got a massive amount of people that are actively looking for new podcasts all the time. Mm. So if you market it towards them as well as towards the UK audience, like you're onto a winner. Mm. Birthday Skin's like a solid 50-50 UK US and that's like super valuable for brands that want to work with us. Mm. So like yeah, it's, it's really like... America, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. a bit of gold dust to finish on. Although I don't want to say we're wrapping up no, we're not. No, we're, we're not, not wrapping not, up. Not, no, no, yeah, do not adjust your set. Listen for another 10 seconds because something exciting is going to happen at the end yeah, of this Yeah, going to reveal something really yeah. <laughs> No, we had better wrap up. Thank you very much, Charlie. No, it's you're been welcome. A pleasure Thanks for having yeah, thank you. Thank podcasting. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson. <laughs>